Yo. Bruce, how you doing? Are we acknowledging that your brother's in the room and saying hello even though he's not mic'd? Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would uh, acknowledge him because I think we're going to say some things and you're going to hear his laugh in the back. And... <laughs> so he, he's our peanut gallery today. So Jake, say hi. Hello. In case you couldn't hear him, he said hello in a, in a better sounding voice than me and Bruce put together. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited about today. Bruce has kind of given me the reins to drive the, the car a little bit. Um, and you know, our, our mission for this podcast clearly, you know, it's stated in the title is raging against fear, that we believe that God uh, warns of fear very often. He promises freedom from fear. Fear is something that can bind your life and steal destinies and steal confidence. And so uh, we, as followers of Christ, are on a jihad against fear. Um, And something happened to Bruce that I'm just going to kind of set the stage for, ask a few questions and let Bruce take it. Um, There was a few weeks ago now, I was preaching on a Sunday morning, and Bruce came up to me afterward and uh, asked for prayer for something that was uh, really um, unusual. And he said that uh, he has a friend who's kind of gone MIA. He's gone uh, radio dark. And his uh, mother, who lived out of state, lives out of state, uh, called Bruce and said, Bruce, I'd like you to go do a welfare check on my son. And uh, he did not know what he was going to walk into. And Bruce, I'm telling you, when you when you came up and and asked me to pray over this, I remember thinking, there's almost a disconnect here. Like if if uh, if you're walking into what I thought you think you're going to walk into in the next few moments, that that you should have been a lot more afraid. Um, can you tell us what was going through your mind at that point? Or just give some some backstory and leading up to what you walked into that afternoon. Okay, a little bit of backstory. Well, I haven't referred this. This is like a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, I would say, my closest friend in the last like six, eight months. Mm-hmm. Someone I spent a couple days a week with, heard from him every day. Yeah. Um, now I'm not someone to bug somebody or worry too much when I didn't hear from him when I gave him some responses because I hit him up on that Friday and I was like, "Hey, man, you want to go to Joe Rogan?" And then who doesn't really respond to that? So it was kind of weird. <laughs> But uh, then the following day, I didn't really get a response. That was the last time I kind of texted him. So then when I, a couple of days later, I'm hearing from his mom that his mom's wearing, then I kind of really knew something was up. Mm-hmm. And now this is a friend I've been feeding Jesus to. Yeah. Like, that was a mission in our friendship is yeah. to feed this guy Jesus. It, it, this kid would, when he introduced friends, his friends to me, he would pre-warn them that, okay, you're going to meet Bruce, and by the way, it's impossible that he's not going to bring up God. Like he's going to bring him up. <laughs> and he would pre-warn people before they even <laughs> introduce me to him. That he, uh, that's that's a topic of discussion. Um, but, um, yeah, I just had this feeling that that I was going to walk into something I didn't necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just the Holy Ghost telling me this feeling or just being able to put two and two together Yeah, and, and just kind of understanding that, the whole situation, how often I'm, I hear from this kid, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, his mom called me to go do the welfare check, like literally while the band's warming up, while we're here oh, at church. Wow, just that while morning. We're like, yeah, that, like, oh. church is going to start in like 30 minutes. Like, I'm I, I, I'm happy to go do this welfare check, but especially if I, this is what I said to his mom, especially if I'm about to walk into something I don't want to walk hmm. into, I need to do my worship first. I need yeah. to first 
do yeah. what protects me in this world. Right. So I spent that whole service thinking about it. Wow. Praying about it. Hmm. Kind of getting in a position like just kind of God talk to me, help me, help yeah. me understand what's going on, prepare me. Yeah. That's why after church when I came to you, when I asked you, I was like, what do, what do you do when you walk into something you, you – no, you're going to walk into something you don't really necessarily want to yeah. see. How do you protect yourself from that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of rambling on that. But. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's good, man. It's, I, I kind of wanted to get an insight into what's going through your head, you know, and, and let me kind of rephrase what I meant earlier when, when you asked me that question. You know, what, what do we do if this is, you know, and, of course, my answer was, man, greater is he who is in you than anything that God is going to allow you to come across. And sometimes those things he allows are really shaking to, to everybody. Yeah. Um, but I do remember advising you in that. We prayed. Uh, we talked about spiritual warfare. We talked about, you know, that um, you, you're in this world and not of this world. And all around us right now as we sit here, wherever our listener is listening, there's a spirit world raging a war around you. Um, and that's, you know, uh, something that we focused on, but I honestly, man, I, I, just because, well, clearly I didn't have the preparation that I feel like the Holy Spirit was giving you, but I, your calmness was like, it led me to kind of like reflexively assume he's going to be fine. You know, your yeah. friend is going to be fine. Um, because if he weren't, Bruce would be different. He'd yeah. be a whole lot more nervous or, or afraid, you know? So what is it that you that you can attribute to not being afraid in that moment? Hmm. I would say just uh, to to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. This is one of like my mottos. Yeah. I don't I, I and the reason why is because. I mean, just like my friend Bray, my friend put it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he put it like it, if he was describing me, he would put it in a way to say that I would bring up God. Right. So right. in this world, he's my focus. Yeah. And does this this I gave it all I got to feed this guy Jesus Christ, and and, yeah. and from from the way I. Because this is what I kind of contemplated when I was going through that service is like, okay, like I know I've been spending eight months like trying to feed this kid Jesus. Yeah. Did it work? Because mm. he wasn't necessarily come to church with me yet. He yeah. still wanted to. But man, I don't know in those split seconds whether he accepted it or not. Yeah. But I know his actions were changing. I know the, the, the person that I knew that he showed himself to be. And who he wanted to be just to be my friend was like he was actively trying to change. Yeah. So I would I am have a lot of faith in the fact that he made the right decision right before he mm. moved on and I'll see him again. Mm-hmm. So um like it, those who believe in Christ will live forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe I did what I could possibly do to let this guy know what yeah. Je- who Jesus is before something could have happened. Mm-hmm. But I I guess like you keep asking me a question like, how do I, how did I know? Mm-hmm. I guess there's no specific answer to that just because okay. it's more so I know not to instill fear in something you don't know yet. Yeah. But yet yeah. I still had a feeling like yeah. I can plug two and two together and kind of yeah. have an idea. Well, let me tell know. you what, what I, I saw in that interaction between you and I, 
we a few podcasts ago we talked about the relationship between faith and fear. Both of them have to do with the unknown. Mm-hmm. And it's a positive attack or a negative attack. And the way you were attacked, what I mean by attack, the way we attack our future, you know, our expectations, things coming at us. You're either going to attack that with fear or with faith. And I witnessed in that moment a man attacking it with faith instead of fear. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that clearly, you, we've, we've talked about this as well, that you are a very gifted evangelist. You talked with me about your friend a number of times before this day and asked me to pray for him and talked to me about your interactions and your relationship and how you really had this strong feeling, I would say, maybe I'm just assuming, but I, I would say you had a lot of expectation that the seeds you were sowing were going to germinate and were going to produce something. Mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and that's, that's just such a faith-based position um, that, that I got the, the privilege of watching flesh out on that day. So I'm um, just not to keep our, our listeners in suspense. Do you want to know? I'm not asking us to be morbid. I'm not asking us to point at the wrong thing, yeah. but just, just so they know the, the, uh, the story as it goes, tell, tell us what you stepped into. So I'm the only one. It's kind of weird the way God does his things. His timing is interesting because he gave me a key the day before, uh, it was the last day anybody heard from him. Oh, like wow. That Thursday, okay. and then everybody stopped hearing from him on Friday. Okay. Like, literally the day before. He's been planning on If he was going to give a key to anybody, it would be me. I'm, like, yeah. literally over there a lot. But the day before, God gives me a key. God tells him to give me a key. Or okay. he actually got locked of his, out of his house, and I helped him boost up <laughs> to the second story <laughs> to get back into his house. And then that led to Bruce, let me give you a key. <laughs> but... Uh, so I, I, I'm going there and I'm driving the whole way there and I'm, it's the same thing. I'm kind of thinking, all right, well, what are, like, I'm about to walk into something. You prepared me to bring the Holy Spirit with me in whatever mm-hmm. case I go in. So I, I go and it, the, and I, I go to open the door and like put the key in the door, like, cause I'm the one who has a key, but I push it on the door and the door is unlocked. Like mm-hmm. it, you could obviously tell the door's unlocked. Mm-hmm. So I open the door and I kind of shout his name for him, see if I get an answer. Mm-hmm. And the, he has this cat, Onyx, that's now my cat. <laughs> Such a cool cat. Um, but uh, that cat had those plants knocked everywhere. And that, just oh, that, wow. that first floor, just I was like, that's all right. So I grab the cat and I go take him in my car. And I start the car, turn on the air conditioning, make sure the cat's okay. And then I start walking up the stairs to see what I can necessarily find or if to do the check on. Yeah. my friend and I come across him in a very awkward position and man like I to did I break at that moment did I break down in like a tear or a shock or whatever it is it's weird because my first instinct and reaction was just start praying hmm praying mm-hmm. hard and I was I, I pray in the language of the heavens I don't mm-hmm. know if all our listeners necessarily understand what that means mm-hmm. but man it was flowing like wow. and that brought tears to my eyes and I wow. was like the tears were flowing out of my eyes my hands were lifted and I'm just praying over my friend like yeah. into a better place over his body over over this energy that's in the room and like mm-hmm. literally you could feel the suspicious center or the suspicion that questioning energy that yeah. I walked into yeah like whoosh away like that the huh. it felt like there was like literally nothing going on in that yeah. room after that case 
and then after so so after that i was kind of just confirmed what i just saw and then i and then i walked out of the house and that's kind of when i called you yeah um it kind of just confirmed what was going on I, i prayed for this guy man that prayer not only did it like make me feel like like it 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 like I was able to pray over this kid that I've been praying for this kid for a long time. Yeah. But it was almost like a confirming prayer to me hmm. that my buddy's in, in a better place. Okay. Like, cause I don't think if, 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 if you believe in someone that that's moved on, able to help you out in a situation and feelings, mm-hmm. I also think that he was in, he's in a position to where he can help me. Cause the last thing my friend would want is for me to hurt over the situation. That's okay. the kind of guy he was. Okay. And so I honestly think a lot of the help not only came from God or the Holy spirit, but also came from him making sure that I was okay in that hmm. situation. I do. I firmly hmm. believe that just because that would be the last thing he would want me okay. to do is feel this this pain, mm-hmm. which is the same thing I firmly believe when I go. Like if I go, I don't want any of my loved ones to hurt because yeah. I'm in a better place and I know right. I'm in a better place. Right. And it's the same. I kind of prepare myself other family members in my family that may go and just to kind of know that they're in the right place. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I walked into. But I had to call mm-hmm. you because the yeah. next – that confirmed me getting in a position where I had to do even more uncomfortable things. Like I had to yeah. call his parents yeah. and let them know. Yeah. Right. Cause they want, they've been worried sick about it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to just start filling in all these. And then at that point, it really, you said something to me that really stuck is you said that, uh, God made you an ambassador for this, this mm-hmm. human being, this life. Yeah. Literally yeah. eight months ago, like yeah. way before this happened. Right. Um, he gave you, God gave you a key the day before, just so you could be the one to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really took that and I, I, I remembered like, okay, well, if I'm an ambassador for this and I'm representing this situation the way God wants me to represent it, I need to represent it with, hmm. with strength, hmm. with, with the feeling of hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could like give, feed these people hope and feed these people like good solid um what would you say support yeah in in whatever i was about to share so that's why i kind of called to you right and was like hey man because you told me hey if you roll if you run into this give you a call oh absolutely so i was like all right well yeah and i was honored to do that i i just to interject my perspective in that moment uh, when you called me, you're still like, well, I, th- I don't know if you were holding Onyx again at that point, yeah, but you mentioned the cat and, uh, and in like, I, I pick up your FaceTime me. Right. And I'm yeah. at the office and I, I pick it up and you say, well, I got a new cat. And I remember thinking like, it was this weird dichotomy moment for me. Like Bruce is so calm and he's talking about a freaking cat. So clearly everything is all right, but why would he have a new cat? <laughs> you know, so I had these like you know, those split second thoughts. I'm like, wait, what, what? What is going on here? You know, and and then it quickly dawned on me. You know, and you, you confirmed it right after that. That you know, no, I, I walked in and he's gone. Yeah. Um, and again, it it was that 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 moment of spiritual authority that I felt on you, especially for what you were standing in, was really profound and and noticeable you know that there wasn't like you you just walked into a situation that would cause many 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 people 
uh, anxiety, fear, concern. I mean, we're talking traumatic, you know, and, uh, and I'm not saying that you don't feel any of those things at all. I'm not saying you're, you're a robot above it. What I'm saying is I was witnessing a man that God prepared and equipped for what he called him into. And I didn't pick up the phone to a hysterical guy afraid out of his mind. Yeah. Well, I, I have to contribute that to God. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of that could come with last year. If You know me, I almost died last year. Mm-hmm. I was two, I was a, a step away from the ledge that led yeah. me to my death. Yeah. And so during that time, I did a lot of thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing on this world and mm. in, in this world and where I go mm. after. So I have a pretty strong belief and faith in where I'm going after this. Yeah. Like yeah. to live is Christ and to die is gain. Right. Like I firmly believe that. Mm. Like to the point where like, well, it kind of reminds me of this. So, because I knew this podcast, uh, this topic was coming, you were going to ask me these questions. I went back and I, I kind of, I was like, all right, well, let me try to, <laughs> since I don't know the Bible as like, like a scholar, let me go ahead and do some reading and see what I could find in, in what Jesus has to say about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I pulled up and I started reading about Martha. Okay. Right. And when Martha comes to Jesus, um, about her brother, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Lazarus, right. Yep. Is his name. Yep. Yeah. So and so she comes to Lazarus to Jesus and be like, "Oh, uh, Jesus, like you have to come say like say my brother he's really ill and mm-hmm. Jesus knows he's already gone and he's like your 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 brother's gone yeah and he basically says that let me pull this up so I can read it I'm going to. So there's the first part um, where Jesus says, uh, everyone, this is in uh, John 11, 26, where he says, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Yeah. And then he follows it up with a question. Do you believe in this? <laughs> he asks her, do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's strong, right? Because yeah. he tells us this and we, we all believe this, right? Uh-huh. But if Jesus is asking, do you believe this? Like, yeah. Truly, in your heart, do you mm. believe it? Mm. The answer for me would be, yes, yeah. all caps, exclamation point, <laughs> I believe it. Right. <laughs> right. right. But then after that, the, the story goes on. Um, and then uh, he ends up telling her, like, Lazarus has died for your sake. I'm glad I wasn't there so that you can believe. Mm. Let him, let's go to, and let's go to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of I related a little bit to like what Jesus was kind of confirming to me when I was worshiping that day is yeah. he kind of let he gave me that that feeling of like uh like what would you say belief of yeah. the next place like yeah. all right well because I contemplated that whole service like all right well if he's gone where did he go Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. kind of confirmed it, and I, I went yeah. back to my beliefs. Well, yeah. okay, he's in a better place. Yeah, right. And then, and then, let's go to him. Okay, and then after the yeah. service was over, we went to him. Right, right. And then, what follows in this chapter later is one of my favorite. Where like this is the chapter where Jesus shows humanity, where he weeps. 
Yeah. Right. When right. he when he goes to them. That's it, brother. Yep. Um, and I I related related that a lot to yeah. like once I was praying over this kid. Yeah. I wept. Yeah. And I wept hard in that moment, but yeah. I left it there. Yeah. Okay. And then I went back to the belief that he's in a better place. There you go. So that to plug some scripture into a little bit. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I I went back towards. That's I didn't perfect. know that in the moment, but it's kind of cool that I can open up the book yeah. and be like, bam, bam, yeah, bam. Yeah, <laughs> I relate to that because you just walk through it. Mm-hmm. You know, as a preacher, I've done my fair share of funerals. One of the cliche things that I always say, but I mean it with all my heart, there's a reason why cliches are cliches are usually pretty poignant, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll say uh, there's nothing that puts life into perspective like death. And I love that you brought up that uh, interaction between Martha and Jesus. Because for Jesus to know all things and to be, you know, a God wrapped in humanity. The Bible tells us he laid down his Godhood to step into humanity. Um, But he still, he knew who he was. He knew what he was capable of. He knew what what he was going to do. And he used that moment right there to ask her something. Um, and I don't believe he was asking her, do you believe I can raise him from the dead? Mm-hmm. I believe he was asking her, do you believe that you're going to live? Mm-hmm. Though he die, yet shall he live. That can be said of every single one of us. Mm-hmm. That can be said of you. That can be said of me. That can be said of Jake sitting in the room right here. This, this is the truth about the blood of Jesus Christ. And for him to take that moment in, in this traumatic experience and say, address your faith. What do you believe right now? And that's exactly the application that he applied to your life yep. in this moment, right? What do you believe? You know, um, it, that it's a horrific experience. But at the same time, it's also a very common experience. Yeah. Like, the, okay, I've heard people say it this way. You can't get out of this life without experiencing death. Like, it's coming for every single one of us. Barring the generation that Jesus comes back for and they're raptured, should that be us or 10 generations from now? I don't know. But barring that, I'm going to die, you're going to die. Everybody we know is going to die. God is still asking the question, do you believe? Mm -hmm. You know, if you believe, then you're going to live. You're You're going to be resurrected to newness of life. You know, and uh, you you just walk through something that you exampled so well. This does not have to be a scary experience. You know, yeah. this I can't say how many stories that I've heard of believers passing and story after story after story. Some of my own family that right before the believer went, there was this beautiful like revelation in their eyes. You know, my grandmother couldn't move for weeks; she was riddled with cancer. And my grandfather was in the room with her when she went. She sat bolt right upright in bed, huge smile, looking off in the corner of the ceiling and goes, beautiful, and lays down dead. You know, like that's that's what a believer contends with. Um, and I think that your story is an awesome story to contemplate and to say, this is coming for us all. Is there anything, I know we got to close here in the next minute or two, um, is there anything that that experience has taught you moving forward? As an evangelist in particular. Yeah. Um, Mainly, my goal, I'm just starting this journey of evangelism. Okay. But my goal is to perfect it. I don't know (laughs) if there's a way to perfect it, but I know there's a role model that I'm looking after, like Billy Graham. That guy had a life to just get people 
like his goal and his mission was to get people to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And which is my goal. Yeah. Right. Is right. to get people to know Jesus Christ. So these circumstances aren't necessarily so right. bad or so deadening on necessarily you that moved on or uh, the, those around you that you've left behind. Right. 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 Like if you show a faith, a faith in Jesus Christ, it'll also comfort those around you mm-hmm. when you go. Mm-hmm. To know that you're in a better place, right? So right. what it's taught me is, man, if you're if you have this feeling in your heart to share Jesus with someone, there could be a reason for that. Mm. So dig into it, yeah. Right? Don't yeah. be afraid to continue. Don't yeah. be afraid to be repetitive, even if they're <laughs> shutting down. Like, yep. the, be repetitive about it. That's it. And then if something doesn't work, don't ever stop. Yes. Don't ever stop, yes. and it and it brings me back to the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, <laughs> right? Which to share Jesus with people, yeah. right? Yeah. It's That's it's it. it's the best recommendation recommendation you give can give to anybody's right. life because right. it leads to eternal life. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I've learned is sharing Jesus with somebody could ultimately change their 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 life for eternity not just this life on here for the, their, their soul for eternity like mm-hmm. where its destination and where it goes so it, man if you got a heart for jesus share them share yeah. them with everybody yeah that's it bruce so well said uh, I, I pray that oh, i know that this experience is going to profoundly impact your life your destiny your future your mission but i pray it does for anybody listening to it right now i'll close with this uh, i remember c.s lewis said uh, I might butcher the quote, something to the extent of you've never, no, that's what it is. You've never met an ordinary person. You've never met an ordinary person. Every soul that you come across is an eternal soul that God loves and has an eternity waiting for them. So speak. Amen. So, oh, amen. All right, brother. Amen. Thanks for sharing. I know it's a vulnerable topic, but man, you did a great job. Um, until next time, listener, have a great week. And remember, fear not. all before